Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Bloody hell, I'm getting some ham and peas pudding if you want, you bloody Yankee... Scurvy filled bastard. I'm a limey Hong Kong. Oh no, my car needs fixing. It's doing the wrong horn. Come on to the rock show. Come on to the people's show. Come on to the premiere show. Smackdown. It's the 5th of October in the year of our Lord 2000. Mariah Carey, featuring Westlife's cover of Against All Odds, the Phil Collins classic, is number one in the UK charts. Almost as good is the cover of Phil Collins' Destination X. <laughs> Big fan of Phil down. Collins' hardcore justice. Yep. <laughs> this is how we're going to go on the rest of the show. Yes. Hollow Man. That one with Kevin Bacon and the CGI is number one in the UK box office. I'm surprised at that. I'm it proves the that. point that, that what would most... The first thing that men would do if they were invisible, just perv on women. That's basically what, what we learned from that film. Just perv yeah. on women. Yeah. What would an updated version of The Invisible Man do? Perv on women. Perv on women, but with Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Saw that and think it was very disappointing because I thought it was going to be this horror classic and it was just Kevin Bacon and a CGI gorilla. <laughs> Actually, it sounds awesome. If they it? called it that, it would have been fine. <laughs> yeah. The Adventures of Invisible Boy and His Pet Gorilla. <laughs> Johnny and the Clonosaurus. <laughs> Skies of Arcadia is the big release this week. Ah, One of those games that you say, oh, yes, I've definitely played that, and you haven't. It's such a lovely game that you're like, I really want to play it, but I've just not played it ever, and I feel like I should have done it. We're them. all horrible people, I guess. We'll get over it. People. Uh, Sky One airs Blackadder back and forth, which is supposed to be the installation, I think that's the correct term, for something that was going to be shown exclusively, wait for it, at the Millennium Dome. (laughs) And he went, no, we want actually people to watch this. We want people to see it. Yes, it was watched by 1.4 million viewers. I've got it on DVD. So, Raw 2021 ratings (laughs) ratings <laughs> i also have it on uh, dvd it's it's not the best blackadder to say the least the idea is kind of all right it's a nice okay they did it once fair enough and they never did it again so i'll give them i'll give them it do you think but we need yeah. a new blackadder no no same they've been trying for years mm. and they've done that little sketch at the what was it 
they did some sort of sketch where there were there were bankers, but it was wasn't supposed to be filmed. Obviously, people recorded it on their phones, brought online. But was it at the Fringe? No, it was um, Queen's Royal Variety thing. Maybe. Oh, okay. Yeah, but no, I'm of the opinion Blackadder goes forth was a spectacular way of ending things. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And if they were like, you know what, we'll get together and we'll be as funny as we were back then. Yeah, do it tomorrow. But that's not happening, is it, Tom? No, so it's good to go out on a high. You know, you don't want to drag anything out too long until it doesn't become funny anymore. That's got to be Oh, Kane. I was about to say, yeah, hang on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I think Black Alley could still be funny and should still be repeated endlessly to this day. Carry on. Ignore, ignore, ignore. Uh, the BBC confirms it will move its 9 o'clock news to 10 p.m. for the 16th of October to compete with ITV's launch of the news at 10. The announcement caused a surprise as being expected the changes would take effect from October 2001. Uh, politicians from all major political parties criticise the BBC's decision, fearing it will affect news quality. One of the most interesting things about doing this recap look back of what was happening in the world in 2000 has been the weirdness of when the news gets aired. Yeah, they're really... And, it, and back in 2000, like there was so much pressure on news at 10 to remain at 10 o'clock, whereas now we live in a day where like news is just rolling all the time. And there's no... like no appointment to watch the news unless Boris is about to tell us to stay in our homes again. But there's no, there's none of that anymore. But back then, very precious about the news at 10 being at 10 o'clock. I remember, we, I think we, we briefly mentioned it last week. Like, I remember the kickoff from this. And it seems silly now when you think about it, doesn't it? I like the fact that it's like, we're moving the 9 o'clock news to 10 p.m. And sadly, they didn't keep the name the 9 o'clock news. Yeah, I would. How great would that be? That'd have been brilliant. What a lovely little little, little twist. Still call it the nine o'clock news. They couldn't call it not the nine o'clock news because that was already a BBC sketch mm. show. That's right, and that aired at ten. <laughs> so yeah, uh, Jam on Channel Four has been aired. So the Broadcasting Standards Commission have been inundated with calls regarding some of the content of the show. I probably won't go into it now. <laughs> People, bake. I don't want to hear about it's, that. It's Matthew. a delightfully edgy Oof. show. Oh my gosh! If you like your humour, like dark, and you go, all right, no, 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 really out there, dark humour. Yeah, yeah, I like it. No, 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 no. Brass Eye is a mouche bouche for jam. Um, and at one time, I brought a uh, a sexy friend over for some some nice times, and I was a bit sick of them after that. And I wanted to believe. So I put on jam. Because I thought, well, I'll get rid of them. They'd be out of the house quicker than if there was a fire. And uh, they went, oh, it's good, this. And I went, what? Oh, oh no. you know, you can stay for a bit then. Oh, <laughs> That's my memory of jam. No. I'm like, yeah, you know what? You, you can stay. You pass the Matthew jam test. <laughs> the Matthew Ugh. jam test, which means something yeah. very different now. Oh, stop it. <laughs> Told you not to bring that up. Um, the United Kingdom saw the most extensive nationwide flooding event since the snowmelt of 1947. Uh, because of the flooding, when I lived in Northampton with my mum, and again, take a shot, Matthew's mum gets brought up again. Uh, <laughs> we haven't mentioned your mum in a while. <laughs> yeah, it's, like it's, been, it's been five minutes. So we went to <laughs> Bling Aquadrome 
just to have a look around because uh, my mom wanted to take photos. She's a keen photographer. So she wanted to have a look around Bling Aquadrome, which was flooded. And it was quite literally an aquadrome at that yeah, point. Yeah, it really was, you know. Hey. So we were just going around because everything, yeah, it was up to your, at least your knees, where the big wellies on, flip, flip, flip. And we went around and uh, there was a guy doing security going, turned around the corner and saw us and was like, what are you doing here? Like, what are you doing? Like, it's flooded. It's very dead. And I was like, I'm just taking photos. Like, do you not understand that there's like open sewer that uh, the they called the man manhole covers have come mm-hmm. up. So obviously you can't see it because the water's up to your knees and it's all bloody brown. All you need to do is take one less step and you, you know you're dead. And I think it's actually from Northampton. Said dead. And mum's like, oh okay. And she did the thing where it's like, well you know we were going back now anyway. You know obviously no we won't. No. But we're like okay come on kids. And me, this this guy was just yelling at me. And me mum go what are you what why would you bring your kids to this? Can you not see the flooding? <laughs> It's Boy, a lovely, like yelling. It's a lovely the security day guy's out. like, well, this will be an easy day. It's going to be soaked, but no one in their right mind's going to come to Billing Aquadrome with the. There's a family here. There's a family here, and they're taking photos. <laughs> They've got little chairs, and they're here for for the love of God. <laughs> and I could completely understand where he's coming from. Now, years later, after doing work with the public, you're like, yeah, somebody will Murphy's Law in effect. <laughs> Amazing. So, so that was the flooding in 2000, yes. this point in the year of our Lord. That's right. And the last bit of news you did ask to say, well, find out what's happening in Gibraltar <laughs> yes, in the year please, of our Lord mate. 2000. Thank you. Uh, according to Wikipedia, when you type in um, Gibraltar, things happening in the year of our Lord 2000, they bring up... Where's my window gone? Oh, no. Bollocks. You said How are we meant to know what's happening in Gibraltar it. for the people listening in Gibraltar? If you've lost That's the right. window... HMS Tireless is the big news in Gibraltar right now. Why is that? Well, in May... Oh, it's close enough. Tireless developed a serious leak in the nuclear reactor primary cooling circuit. Uh, The nuclear propulsion system was shut down and used backup diesel. Tireless made its way to Gibraltar. The damage was found to be more extensive than first thought, and the boat remained there pending repairs. This created diplomatic tension between Spain and Britain. Ah, good job, we got that sorted out. Until the submarine <laughs> departed on the 7th of May 2001 after almost a year of extensive repair work. Wow. wow. That's so, so like a nu- Sorry so about poten- that. Potential nuclear disaster in Gibraltar. I like it said, tensions between England and Spain. It's like, did we just say, look, there's a nuclear sub leaking. You deal with it. <laughs> no, no you... what? <laughs> Gibraltar's ours. No, it's ours. No, it's ours. Nuclear sub. It's yours. No, it's yours. Yeah. No, it's definitely yours. <laughs> we give you back Gibraltar. That's good. There's a submarine leaking nuclear coolant everywhere. That's bad. <laughs> you get a free submarine. That's good. The submarine <laughs> but... is on the floor. That's bad. <laughs> A lot of three-eyed fish swimming around Gibraltar in this <laughs> in this year of our Lord 2000. That's good. <laughs> the fish, the fish have gone down the. The fish can't see because the flood, and they've gone down manhole covers. That's bad. That's bad. Can I go now? <laughs> you right. You can go because of that extraordinary long introduction. Hello, Gibraltar, by the way, leads us to the wonderful world of wrestling. What was happening in wrestling? Who cares about the real world or the news at eleven or wherever it's going to be next week? We only care about the world of wrestling and what was happening with a little show named SmackDown. Fret not. Matthew and Tom and his dad's wet storage space. <laughs> if you are looking for a knackered toaster, please at 
tomcampbell at gmail.com. Uh, it's got some good deals going for you. And we're here to venture into the depths of the Cultaholic Smackdown review. We are venturing. As Tom, as we call this on Zoom, and I try and get the last, the last gasps of breath out of the introduction, Tom changes the virtual desktop background to underwater just to pop me, which is great for an audio podcast, which you are listening to right now. Tom, how the hell are you? Mate, I'm doing all right. Um, bloop, 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 bloop. Uh, here I am underwater via the Zoom background. We might record these for one day for exclusive, exclusive on our OnlyFans. If we get an OnlyFans set up, you'll see them on there. I'm doing fine. Slight issue. Um, we've run out of the nice coffee as of about 20 minutes ago. Oh, no. We're, we're on that backup cheap coffee that i bought by accident once and um it's it's not a good time i'm very sorry to hear that it's not, oh it's it's like acidic it's weird um i won't name the brand because it's not fair but it's not very nice it's cheap it's some cheap stuff i'm gonna have to once we're done here i shall have to venture uh, and get some more um some proper stuff as well all is well here um that's the <laughs> everything's doing fine here matthew and i are attempting to pop each other <laughs> with virtual background nonsense matthew's wearing a beret and now he's inside a television <laughs> this is compelling for our audience in gibraltar uh <laughs> <laughs> How the devil are you doing, Matthew? Are you doing all right? I'm doing great, mate. I've just been in the gym. Mm-hmm. I did stuff. My body is tender. It's ready to be rolled in bed- <laughs> breadcrumbs and put in the oven for 30 minutes, honestly. So, Matthew's tender. Bo- is it nice being back in the gym? Are you? Did you sort of get back into rhythm very quickly? Uh, Lord, no. Mm. But there's some bits, I'll say. No, some bits. The uh, running and cardio bits, yeah, fine. Anything that involves weight. And there's a lot of them at the gym. It's where they belong. Uh, getting there. But you know what? That's half the fun. It is, isn't it? It's nice to get like getting back into the rhythm of doing stuff like that again. It's just nice to be back doing things. I went yes. to I went to a health spa since our last conversation. You did say that. Oh, yes, I, I went to a health and, and actually saw people. And got to you know, and, and went in like a. There was a very, a, a very British moment during it, and I think we talked about this on the classic rule review on Tuesday. But if you if you heard that, you're going to hear it again. Um, the 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 weather turned on our second day, uh, and a lot of, they they got some wonderful like outdoor pools and and hot tubs and all this stuff, and like we paid a fair amount to be there, so we're gonna we want to use it all. So. It's chucking it down with rain, and we're there in this outdoor heated pool, outdoor heated infinity pool, and we've ordered a bottle, of, bottle of bubbly because you know we're we're not, we're like that, and it's just a very British moment where we all make eye contact with other people in this infinity pool. Some have ordered drinks to the pool as well, and we're all there in the pissing rain. <laughs> with drinks because it's like we've paid for this we're gonna get the full use out of this to being british i think we toasted to being british with some random strangers uh, at, at this spa it was a lovely moment it was a lovely moment we had co- just you know just to cross the t's and dot the i's we had covid checks before we left and uh, we we had temperature checks upon arrival social distancing da, 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 masks on when we're not in the pool and all that jazz just so we know but it was nice it felt a bit normal it felt a bit of normality uh, coming back to us once again so i was a very happy camper uh, over the last uh, over that week a couple of days we spent doing health spa stuff 
It's been very, very nice. Very nice. Very nice. And now I'm underwater. Just chilling underwater now. It's all good. This is actually footage of you at the spa. This is me at the spa <laughs> that you're seeing on Zoom, on Zoom right now. But hey, like, no, no one can see this. What am I talking about? It's but just fun. No, I, I think people will appreciate it. That's good to hear, Tom. You deserve to be fit and healthy. I'm healthy. Yes. <laughs> certainly, certainly, I'm certainly not fit. I've got a wedding in July that I I now have a goal. I'm now shedding for the wedding as of Monday. I'm shedding for the wedding because I want to try and drop about two stone before July. And um, so I'm back fasting for like until 1 p.m. every day. And... And, and moving more as well. And I realized how well, climbing three flights of stairs while I was away made me realize how out of shape I've been <laughs> just and it needs to get sorted. So and I, and also I made a kind of point to myself that when when we all get let back in the office at Cultaholic headquarters and I could sit next to Adam Pacitti once again and, and make him corpse during the news, I'd like to do it slightly more slender, but slightly less timber than I currently have. So that's uh, a goal that I've got in mind right now, and we'll see how we go. I'm, I might, I might see you in the gym. I'll just be the, the the horrible red walrus in the corner having a little cry. Oh shit! <laughs> Shut up, you red walrus. No, that's good to hear though. You got those motivation things. We'll motivate each other. Mm, yes, we'll motivate each other, and we'll do so through the power of classic SmackDown. A throwback SmackDown, if you will. Oh, no, no. <laughs> but a Here's what the 1999 looked like, crumbly, <laughs> flaky VHS. Like, what? No. <laughs> Do you remember this? The Iker Pro adverts during SmackDown? No, I'm not that no. old that I've got it all muddled up. Remember Bruno lost the title in the first episode of SmackDown? No. <laughs> Shawn Michaels gave a sweet gym music. Shawn Michaels. <laughs> Shawn Michaels. He went to hit Cole off, he hit Bruno. Oh. <laughs> the crowd did not go banana. Who was the higher power? It was, it was of course, Pat Patterson. No, the first <laughs> ever higher power. That's right. Anyway, you the know what? Wizard. I think we're getting wrestling slightly wrong about this time. If only there was some way to reset our knowledge of the current feelings of wrestling Ooh, around this time. If only Do you know a guy, was. Tom? No. Oh. I do, actually. It's me. <laughs> that would be me. So, in a moment, if this is your first time here, 20 minutes in, we'll start the show. Uh, welcome. This is, of course, as Matthew says, the Cultaholic Classic Smackdown review. We have spent, uh, for the past year, maybe two years, going through every single episode of Smackdown uh, week by week, as we get weaker by weaker, and ah. breaking it down as we go along. And before Matthew talks us through uh, this week's episode of SmackDown, I'd like to take a look at the Wrestling Observer and Figure Four Weekly this week, uh, just to give you a little a little idea of what is happening in the wrestling world. And there is some big movement this week, and there's a big conversation taking place around two names, Mandalay and McMahon. So. According to Figure Four Weekly, the announcement that either Mandalay Sports or, and they've put this, get ready, Vincent K. McMahon have purchased World Championship Wrestling is expected to be made just after we went to press. So this is now October time. 
Uh, just yeah. coming away from, just coming towards No Mercy, mm-hmm. and already those were expecting an imminent announcement about the purchase of WCW. The feeling throughout the industry late Tuesday night was that Eric Bischoff and Jason Hervey will run a new company called WCW Extreme or World Championship Extreme Wrestling. Uh, there's been some websites. Uh, some some websites bought via presumably GoDaddy uh, to that effect. L- later known as the Alliance. <laughs> oh, God. Hulk Hogan called into the Bubba the Love Sponge show on Tuesday. He said he'd received Ooh. 17 phone calls the night before telling him the deal had already gone through. He laughed at how many of those young guys were now telling him there was there were no hard feelings and they had nothing against him, which makes me think he's going to be brought back. It's likely he'd drop his comical defamation of character lawsuit if WCW ended up being sold to his good friend Eric Bischoff, leaving Russo out of the picture. Now, the rumor away from Mandalay is that Vince McMahon might end up purchasing uh, WCW. And they write in Figure Four Weekly, McMahon buying the company makes little sense on the surface. If WCW were to fold, obviously Vince would be able to pick up any of the pieces he wanted. If the company is sold, everyone will likely still be tied up under their current deals, which would mean if Vince wanted any key players, he'd have to wait until their contracts expired. Now, hold your laughter for the following statement from figure four. The answer may be a desire to promote a major interpromotional feud. In some ways, this sounds ridiculous given a man's track record when first using major stars from other groups. However, if WWF bought WCW, (laughs) there would be no reason to portray the WWF guys as being the stronger group because Vince would own both companies. Because of this, for the first time ever, Vince could run an interpromotional feud the right way. Think on that. What optimism we had in the year of our Lord 2000. They go on to say very soon, the wrestling business will undergo another historic change. Depending on dozens of factors, this could either be the beginning of another new era for WCW or the birth of a Vince McMahon controlled US wrestling monopoly. Which one do we get, Matthew? (laughs) Maybe we should just try and do an alternate history smackdown. I'd love that. I would like love the, that. When we get to that period next year, we'll just be like, oh, and then they did a well-booked feud. <laughs> Vince went, you know what? Yeah, I will pay for Hogan and Hall and Nash to come in. and blah, 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 blah. Such you, optimism. Oh, so much optimism. During I think, this time. I, I think if Invasion had been held in Saudi Arabia, I think Vince would have opened his hmm. wallet, I think. <laughs> get them all in. Get them all in. So... I we called it, it, no, there is no invasion. Saudi Arabia is great. Pay-per-view extravaganza. <laughs> but I find it um, I find it interesting that at this point in the in 2000, there's conversations about Vince buying WCW because, as you know, as a, as a fan from this era, I kind of got the vibe that, that Vince buying WCW was something very 11th hour. Obviously not. Yeah, it felt like that when it happened because I was reading Power Slam uh, just at like late 2000, 2001. So I missed this. I must have missed this bit where they're like, oh, there's uh, going to be a bit of a possible buying of uh, uh, companies going on right now. Uh, no, no, missed all that. So when I tuned in to SmackDown on Saturday morning and saw the WWE uh, whoosh, as it was known back then, 
with the crazy logo and start the show and wait what wait wait, wait what's this what's this and then Vincent Mann going what is the fate I'm like that was an enormous shock to me now looking back at all these podcasts and stuff people are like oh no it was this or it was uh, was it F- Fusion Media and all the other stuff later on we've got to go to had no idea I had no idea any of that was happening <laughs> it just came as a massive surprise and so but interesting yeah. to hear all these conversations so very very early on in uh, in retrospect uh, the rock may not be part of plans for next year variety reported last week the rock will star in the scorpion king a prequel to the mummy and the mummy 2 now according to the article filming is going to begin right after wrestlemania and keep rock busy for six months the WWF may or may not have to write him out of storylines, depending on whether or not he'll be available for pay-per-views and or weekly TV shows. Rock will receive top billing and is reportedly paid $5.5 million, which Variety claimed was one of the highest fees ever paid for, to someone for their first starring role. This is the beginning of Dwayne The Rock Johnson, movie superstar. It's quite yeah. exciting. It's, it's the... They're trying to make the WF look really big so they can help their own agenda with the politician stuff. We'll get onto that later on. But it's also funny, the um, the other thing of that is, it's like, yeah, we want to offer you a big deal to do something outside of Wait, no. What? The Rock <laughs> going to... No, 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 no. Cut, cut, cut. <laughs> Rock, you're losing Al Snow tonight. <laughs> get out there and job. <laughs> do your thing. Yeah. Do, the, do the job. Hey, Jerry Lawler and Stacey Carter got married last week. Yay. Charles Barkley was oh. at the wedding, apparently. What? Yeah. According okay. to according to The Observer, Charles Barkley was among the guests at Jerry Lawler and Stacey Carter's wedding on the 29th of September. Okay. I didn't realize there was a friendship there. Yeah. That's fine. Just, I, I, there's nothing to add to that. Just an yeah. interesting bit of, a bit of, a, a bit of well, detailing. The great basketball players of the 90s. Yeah. Some, some you com- try and fit that into some sort of Lawler or cat-based pun, but I can't. Just the idea of Charles <laughs> Barkley being there is funny enough. Shut up and jam, King. This is as good as I've got. Shut um, up and perv, King. <laughs> Shut up and perv. Uh, Jim Ross <clears throat> has reported that WWF is negotiating an extension of Al Snow's contract. <laughs> uh, is signing Lita to a long-term deal and okay. uh, looking to sign a wrestler who has worked several dark matches and impressed quite a few people backstage. Um, ooh, ooh. Who, who, that would be Ron Killings. This is the beginning of R Truth's journey in the world of WWE back in 2000. He's signing up, man. We're getting R Truth. R Truth's in the house. That's what's up. And I love the fact that he's still a part of the system. Even to this day, he's still very much part of the system. Yeah. Um, want to end on this bit before we go into SmackDown. I think this is a, a bit of news that's very pertinent to you and I because it involves Big Show. Fart Buster. <laughs> so, um, WWF has removed the characters of the Big Show, British Bulldog, Ken Shamrock, and Lillian Garcia from upcoming video game releases. Yeah. One of the games has an 80-person roster, which includes Earl Hebner, Linda McMahon, and a hoe. So the removal of Lillian Garcia is surprising. 
Uh, Shout and Bulldog's removal seems to represent a lack of confidence that they'll return to the promotion in any major capacity, especially considering Mark Henry hasn't been removed from the same games. Bulldog does get back into WWF No Mercy, uh, but Big Show gets bizarrely replaced by, as we've talked about, Stephen Richards uh, in storyline versions of the uh, of the of the video game so this is where big show gets taken out of no mercy yeah do we know whether somebody Wait, wasn't ken shamrock in no mercy shamrock got back in as well <laughs> yeah and i'm trying to think hang of... on is it, it must be no mercy they're talking about because of ho well there's well there's obviously they've got two games on the and bulldogs in it you've yeah. got two games so smackdown, over, they? then because they've got no mercy and they've got smackdown running at the same time yes shamrock and big show were infamous because they were removed from the roster, but if you do a Royal Rumble mode, Big Show, I'm not sure if Shamrock appears unless you do a guy, but Big Show definitely appears as unknown. <laughs> His data's still there, so I think you can you play with him with hacking. I'm but sure yeah, there's somebody like, Wait, Big Show. Mine. Yeah, what are you I'm doing sure. here? <laughs> Big, what are you doing here? <laughs> Fat bastard. I'm sure someone's done a data mine and, and found the Big Show. The funniest thing is, right, and... and you know, hindsight and all that jazz. Big Show, British Bulldog, Ken Shamrock. Uh, the company saying that they're not likely to be back anytime soon. So we're going to take them out. Shamrock goes back in. Bulldog goes back in. Big Show, who does come back, <laughs> doesn't get into the game. Yeah. <laughs> gutted. Absolutely gutted. There we go. Big Show and Ken Shamrock. This is from the Cutting Room Floor. Very useful website that looks at stuff that was cut out of games that you can still find on the disc. Uh, it's rather common knowledge that those who extensively played Know Your Role, that prominent wrestlers Shamrock and Show, both present in the first SmackDown, were intended to return the sequel, but were dummied out. There was a substantial amount of evidence supporting this. Designs. Why were they removed? Shamrock had long since cut ties to the company to focus on MMA. That's, yeah, I don't know. Shamrock being in the game is quite surprising. I'm like, he hasn't been since last year. Like, hang on. And he'll never come back to the company again. Yeah, they, they have a weird thing with Shamrock where they never referenced him, never brought him back, never have those never did one of those Ultimate Warrior or Bruno things where he comes in and makes peace. It's just Shamrock was out forever. He's, he's in the Ole Anderson category, which is bizarre. Absolutely. Um, none despite of that. their apparent removal, both characters still remain on the game's disc. And using a loophole, the game's Royal Rumble mode, you can actually fight against them or even as them, along with updated movesets without any cheat device. Oh, so you don't need a cheat device. They initiated the Royal Rumble picks 30 randomized combatants. It appears that the game tracks who was chosen with the internal order, blah, blah, blah. So yeah, the names are known as Unknown, and the themes still play. But the game will crash if Big Show is one of the four starting wrestlers. <laughs> and why is that, Tom? It's because he's a... <laughs> no, it's because he's not on the roster. Oh. It's very offensive. <laughs> well, dong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and, Big uh, Show, you've broken the game. <laughs> oh, you. So. Oh, you. So that's the news from the wrestling world this week. Lots of discussion on WWF potentially opening their wallet to buy their competition. We'll, we'll come back to that. We're going to pop a bit of a pin in that bad boy. And mm. we're going to throw it over to Matthew Greg from off of the YouTube sometimes. And he is going <laughs> to talk us. Th- you said it. He's going to talk us through this week's episode of SmackDown. Hey. Hey. The show starts with a dramatic video package. Triple H took on Kurt Angle for the number one contendership for the WF title on Raw. The brave babyface Triple H asked his evil wife to stay backstage tonight. 
She bumps into Benoit backstage, who asks her, how's your head? To which she replies, I don't hear any complaints. I mean, uh, she slaps him. Benoit laughs. So Steph ignores her husband's advice and heads to the ring to get away from Chris Benoit. Uh, removes the chair that Kurt Angle was attempting to use on her husband. So Triple H can finally pedigree Kurt Angle. Wait, no, what's this? Benoit shows up, grabs Steph. So Triple H tries to intervene and gets a chair shot from Benoit for his troubles. This leads him to taking Angle Slam. And a 1-2-3 makes Kurt Angle the number one contender to The Rock's WWF title. Triple H is mad at Steph because he's a brave baby face. <laughs> Elsewhere, it is Mick the second, Foley... It is the oh, second time, almost a year to the date, that a storyline rivalry has been kicked off by Stephanie McMahon head drama. Oh, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Almost a year to the date. Just bad for the brain. Bad for the brain. <laughs> also, Mick Foley again threatens Austin with nothing, but <laughs> does ask him to not interfere in any more matches after he stunned all of Right to Center on Raw in uh, what we call a metaphor. Mick Foley finally summons some balls and begins to threaten Austin, but Mick Foley gets stunned. Boo, Rocky's better off type two in capital letters. <laughs> well, more on that later, because witty wee, witty woo, we're in Baltimore. Tonight, The Rock defends the WWF title against Kane. That's good. That'll mean jokes. Yes. <laughs> but first, the Hardys and leader in a six-person match. And on Raw, we get a recap of Jackie attacking leader mid-promo, which probably got to cheer up the crowd, and brutally assaulted her around the locker room to prove women are more than just eye candy. They can fight as well. Oh, wait, sorry. Here's Tori in the shower. Never mind. <laughs> We're so close. We're so close. So close. Jackie and Lita brawl on a truck in the backstage area and both fling one another off the truck onto something that's placed behind a speaker. It's possibly a crash pad, but that's purely speculation, courtesy of Meltzer. Why don't you just fall on the concrete? Yeah. <laughs> Duh. That's what wrestling's all about. Is that what you want, Matthew? Is that what you want? Is that what you want? Is that what you want, Matthew? To fall on the concrete, like yeah. protecting himself. If WWF did it, oh wait, hang on, they didn't. Oh, hey, uh-huh. <laughs> sorry, we'll you. cut that out. We need that five pound. <laughs> anyway, Jackie is here, not with Edge and Christian, like the last few times they've done this match, but with Lowdown of all teams. Uh, these dudes haven't appeared on SmackDown for a while, so if you don't remember this period of history, this is Chaz and D'Lo Brown getting on together because they both wear long pants. Uh, <laughs> but the they're different pants each. They're like the long pants yeah. with the stripe, but then like Chaz has white pants with a black stripe and D'Lo has black pants with a white stripe. A light load. Yeah, they're a universe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they keep their pants low down. They don't actually, it's actually on the waist, like, no, I don't know. The crowd sees them, the crowd doesn't care. Chaz prevents a hot tag to Lita with a burning hammer, which was his finish in WrestleMania 2000. Uh, but I, I've never seen him do it on TV before, so that's amazing. The burning hammer from Chaz as a transition move on SmackDown. So you know, you know um, Trent Seven does that as a finish now. Does he? He does. But he calls it something, doesn't he? Um, but does he call it? Is it because because he's from Wolverhampton, but down the road he's from down the road is Birmingham? Is it the Birmingham Hammer? Is that why he calls it? 
Oh. I would like it to be that, but I think it might just be a happy coincidence because Trent's from Wolvo and Birmingham is not Wolvo. You never get the two mixed up. Everyone gets angry when you. You do. know what? I think you, you actually nailed it. You probably that's probably exactly the Birmingham. The Birmingham. That's a good pun, actually. I can appreciate. I, that. I, I really like. I appreciate a good pun finisher. If he was from Birmingham, it'd be great. Whether it, yeah, yeah. Be, I imagine that he as a as a Wolvo lad, he'll be annoyed with me for even considering that that might be why it's called why he does the burning. Oh hammer. no, the Wolverhampton. The Wolverhammer. That'd be fine. That kind of works. Wolverhammer. That's Still. almost as bad. <laughs> anyway, Dilo <laughs> Brown elbows Matt as Cole bigs up the SmackDown Your Vote. A capital Ah, oh, more on that later on. Just good bird. <laughs> Chaz strikes leader to booze. As the commentators point out, it is intergender. You can do that. <laughs> Apparently not. Chaz hitting a woman. Is it working Damn now? It. I thought go. we'd moved on from that. I'm having a weird issue with the mic. There we go. As Tom's mic dies. There you go, you're back. It is, yes. Jeff destroys Dilo with lovely high spots. Jeff destroys Dilo with lovely high spots, but the pop for him is nothing compared to the pop for Lita, which gets the hot tag in. Triple DDT takes everyone on the Lowdown's team out. Jeff nails a beautiful Topecon. Hello. And Lita kind of lands the moonsault for... Oh, wait, no. Smackdown, isn't it? I forgot. No, Party's on Lita. Anything. Uh, the Dilo hits the Dilo. Dilo hits the sky high on Jackie. <laughs> no, it doesn't, idiot. Dilo on Lita. Multitasker Mafu messing up. Yeah, Dilo turns on Jackie. No, Dilo hits the sky high on Lita for them to win. And the Hardys don't even get their glory afterwards when they try to go for the Swanton revenge to pop the crowd. Lowdown crotch them, and then land their tribute to Power and Glory with the Superplex Frog Splash combo. Wow, that lowdown push went places, didn't it, Tom? <laughs> they really, like they the tried bin. their best with them. They tried their best with them. This was a, this was a good opener. This was like a nice, pacey, hmm. six-person tag. D'Lo and Chaz, generic yet crisp in what they do. Like, there's, there's nothing, like, there's nothing there that I'm really yeah. sold on with them. But I, I, I liked it. Lita took a hell of a sky high, a hell of a sky hmm. high, like, like touched the ceiling nearly. Um, I've got a, I wrote this down. I was I didn't know whether or not you'd pick up on it, and uh, I don't know whether you did. So Jerry Lawler on commentary is uh, is chatting about the McFoley situation, and he says, which is beautiful because it crosses the international punchline. He says Jerry Lawler. Jerry Lawler says that McFoley is quote the Rodney Dangerfield of commissioners, and he's lost all respect. <sighs> No respect. John, where are you, John? No respect. No respect. (laughs) See, originally, I didn't get what he meant. I didn't make a note of that. But because he's like, oh, he's like Rodney Dangerfield. And I'm like, did Rodney play a commissioner? (laughs) Was he a fat sports dude who used to? Did Mick Foley do the triple Lundy at some point? (laughs) You know? No, he just got no respect. No respect. Yeah. Well, who invented the falling off the hell in the cell? Well, I did. Okay. But somewhere there's a show can I, can about I a book kid you in a match against my wife? I want her out of the house while I'm playing poker. <laughs> poker? I don't even know her. <laughs> so, was there a TV, show, an ill-fated pilot where some kid's like, oh, no, I'm being bullied at school. Help, help, help me, Mick Foley. And then Mick Foley, an animated Mick Foley appears and then falls off the school roof through a table and 
<laughs> That's it. This doesn't help the kid at all. Foley just loves his bumps. Anyway, yes, thank you for bringing that up. Lowdown are very technically sound, but there's just there's no real character or motivation or promos with them. Yeah, there's just, just the nothing. There's no meat stuff. on the bone. It's just a, they're just no a, 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 a solid tag team. There's just there's nothing to them at the moment. When they need mm. something to make them stand out. Yeah. Oh, if only had a manager of uh that later. Mick Foley nervously waits for Austin backstage. And that's the bit. Who cares about that? Here's William Regal, who comes out to commentate while a guy in the front row holds a sign directly in front of him that says Gerbil Smuggler. <laughs> Is there a Freddy Star fan in the front? No, he ate hamsters. This is uh, uh, Richard. <laughs> Richard. I almost call him Richard O'Gear. Richard, Richard O'Gear. Richard O'Gear. <laughs> Richard Gear. Yeah, his. Hello there. I'm Richard O'Gear. Get me Richard Gear. He's unavailable. Get me his non union Irish equivalent. Richard O'Gear. Richard O'Gear. It was like the time when we did commentary and you got quite tired near the end of the night and you called Rory Coyle, Rory O'Coyle. Oh, God, no. (laughs) (laughs) Rory O'Coyle. As soon as you said it, like your whole face creased up. You knew what you'd said. (laughs) (laughs) You were very tired in your defense. You were very tired. (laughs) Yeah, name's a tyrant. Romeo Coyle after that. Anyway, Regal is here and he's ready for Al Snow. He's heard he's the European champion, the champion of all of Europe, and he's looking forward to seeing how well he successfully represents the beautiful area of Europe. Al Snow heads out repping Transylvania. <laughs> Which is yes. technically in Europe. Yes. So it's fine. Yes. Uh, he has fake bats. She throws the crowd. And a picture of Eddie Munster. <laughs> and William Regal ramping up his Britishness is is just a delight as he sees Al Snow <laughs> dressed as a vampire. Yeah. Regal points out Transylvania isn't a country, that's Romania. Regal calls him a cheeky bloody swine. <laughs> and the cheeky bloody swine is defending against X-Pac. So the commentators naturally talk about Steve Austin. <laughs> Regal dominates the match by talking all over it. And of course, he's commentating against his fellow competitors in the Survivor Series 1998 title tournament. Oh, yeah. Regal's only pay per view appearance. Regal explains Austin for his actions last week for not appreciating his uh, reference to Hamlet should be taken to the Nick and be given a hiding. Lola doesn't know what the Nick is. He says sometimes he gets a Nick when he shaves. He then says, I'm from Memphis, not Liverpool. Yeah. Which I was waiting for Regal to go, no, I'm from Blackpool. And then he's just like, ah, Liverpool, Blackpool. (laughs) It's all wet. It's all wet. Especially this week. (laughs) Lola could have saved that going, yeah, I know, it's all underwater. And Regal, oh, God, he's got me. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I heard. There has been flooding. Did you hear that bloody, bloody Matthew's mum has gone to the Aquadrome? Taking bloody pictures. I give her a bloody good hiding and stick her in the bloody nick. He was very British right. here. I would have like, called the bobbies on her. Yeah, he, he, he really ramped up the Britishness here. He so ramped up the Britishness. It was it was a 
an absolute joy to see William Regal playing yeah. like like full fat William Regal. Like what we get now it, yes. is is a bit more like the real person, like Darren, who is just like, yeah, I'll put, put you in a bloody match. But like here's like, hello, bloody bloody bog buggers, bugger bloody, yeah. get the get the rosers on you and pop you in the nick. Is just a treat. Just a blue treat. top, blue top. William Regal, <laughs> bloody Full. Steve Austin should be bloody hit with a roll of spotted dick and then throw it in the <laughs> bloody oven. And someone should spray the word colour on him with, with a U, right before the R at the end. And then, and then I'll throw him through one of those red telephone boxes. <laughs> We'll get in a taxi, but it's not a cab. It's a black taxi. I'll call for the black taxi, and I'll take the money out of Steve Austin's purse or wallet. We have both of them in Great Britain. And I'll send that bloody money to the BBC to pay my licence. <laughs> and I'll pay it in bloody pounds, which isn't weight. And then all, all uh, real sayness if it's a man's going, you're not British enough. <laughs> Be my More. British. <laughs> And then you know what? I'll call the bloody Thunderbirds on that rapscallion. <laughs> Thunderbirds. More. Uh, um, the, my colleagues at the Bill will beat him over the head with those sticks while going, hello, hello, hello. Oh More God, British. They're the not getting... Oh, oh, God, oh, God. Um, <laughs> crumpets. He's, he's no Prince Charming, if you ask me. Regal, I'm going to send you back to WCW and then <laughs> Fusant Media could possibly buy you out. Regal's just sweating, like, oh, God, bloody hell. Tuppence. <laughs> it's this week. Anyway. This, this week, um, it was shared. I think it was uh, Dave Bixenspan who shared on Twitter uh, a, a clip from, oh, from World of Sport. Oh. Um and it was that when the world when world of sport over here on ITV were playing WWF matches and they had yes. the they had the intro video from Gene Oakland and it was Gene Oakland talking about hey hello to all our friends in England who are going to show you some matches from the World Wrestling Federation this week and featuring your very own British bulldogs who are from the the northern mining area in the Manchester area from Leeds and Wigan's respectively <laughs> So, let's break this down. So, the mining area, the the northern mining Manchester area, okay, Leeds and Wiggins, respectively. I, that's it. I beat I beat Al Snow from Leeds to Wiggins. I, I bloody well would. I beat him I so hit him bad, with my cricket we took bat. the S from Leeds and took it to Wiggins. I beat him until he was nothing but a pile of old money. <laughs> I beat him so bad he drove on the wrong side of the road, which is the right, because <laughs> the left I'd, is the right it, way yeah, to drive. I'd, I'd lick him like he was a stamp of the Queen. Oh. <laughs> Al Snow is dressed like... Just think of every British thing possible. Like, Al Snow's oh, dressed like he's from Romania. I must shout very loudly in English so he understands me. Yes. Yes, Al Snow gets thrown out and Regal immediately grabs him and asks, do you do chips? And then throws him back <laughs> Egg in. Egg and chips. Or do what my dad does. If in doubt, just stick an O on the end of words. <laughs> Ego <laughs> and Or at the front chipos. of names like I do. Richard Ogiro. <laughs> Why is it with roaming O's in this week's episode? <laughs> O's. Oh, you want O's. Uh, Regal asks... 
Al Snow, who won the bloody war anyway, and throws him back in. But <laughs> you probably weren't expecting this finish. Billy Gunn returns <laughs> to a big ass haha, pop. Uh-huh. Famous at the X-Pac because obviously he's kind of, they... No, that's right. No, he was in DX and they all threw him out collectively. Just like the EU got... Oh, sorry, Regal. Um, to Al Snow <laughs> to retain. And Regal finally says, Al Snow has besmirched Europe. And then Vince McMahon goes, all right, Regal, enough bloody Britishness. Calm down. And then Regal's like, oh, I hate this place already. <laughs> Stop being British, pal. <laughs> It's just it, Regal can't stop now. He's like, I can't, I can't stop, Vince. Uh, they're going to need Dad's army to hold me back when I'm done with Steve Austin. Like, no, enough, enough. Get rid of him. Get rid of him. World I... of sport. Who cares about the bloody war? England of sport. If you ask me. All right, all right, Cole, take him out. Take him Vin- out. Vince is like, take the like, shot. Take Vin- the shot. <laughs> Vince is like, listen, Regal. We, we we need to we need to get you more on side and get you more British. So we've got somebody on the roster that could help you. Hey, Lola, get up those apples and pears. All right, Vince. I'm going. I'm going. I'll take it. I'll take the hint. I'm off. I'm off. See ya. Yeah. Press the press. Cole, press the button under your desk that says Taz. That'll get rid of them. <laughs> hey, look, I'm British. Vince is like, that's exactly what we want. Yes. Because Vince is a confusing man. But yes, uh, outside of Regal being 200% British, this was, uh, again, I love the Al Snow European Championship. Oh, it's it was very so sh- good. It was short-lived enough to not be annoying which is rare for WWE right nowadays. Now they see a joke and go, cool, let's run us in the ground for as long as possible. This is only a few weeks long. Love the little joke. Crowd doesn't quite get it, but they like the bats. And anytime we see Eddie Munster on TV is good. And then I'll, of all the people, Billy Gunn making an appearance. Yeah, so is this the first time we've seen Billy? Because I, I don't think yes. he was on Raw the night before. Judging by the pop, no, it's the first time Billy has yeah. shown his guns. I thought the first time we see Billy Gunn back is as the one Billy Gunn, but this is still That's badass Billy Gunn with his, with his super noodle hair. <laughs> yeah, well, perfect way to bring him in. Billy Gunn taking on, it's been up X-Pac. Instant face reaction for Billy Gunn. Yeah. Beating up X-Pac's going to do that for you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mick Foley backstage looking for Austin. A limo shows up, so Mick Foley, the crack detective, goes, well, must be Austin. Uh, I tell you. Opens up and it's it's not Austin. It's it's, it's Steph. Uh, no respect. Yeah, well done. Well done, Mick. Smack down your vote. Let's oh, go out the way. They are flogging this, this horse, aren't they? just... The Rock, Mick Foley, Hardys, Al Snow and Linda all showed up to Capitol Hill to encourage Al Gore and George Bush to show up on SmackDown. And as The Rock puts it, if you don't show up, this proves that neither candidate care about the youth of America. Jesus Christ. I... <sighs> they do care. They just don't care about your stupid wrestling show. <laughs> Success we, went to we their wallet and it. their head. <laughs> yeah, it... Like all these politics, like if you don't show up, you then you don't care about people. And politicians are like, yeah, I think we've established this. Yeah, which, which do you think was more pandering and more like and more desperate? The, the the Rock and the Hardys and Linda all going, hey, if you don't if you don't come onto our stupid wrestling program, you obviously hate all kids and you 
when you feed burgers to swans. Um, <laughs> that or or the 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 James gang on TNA wrestling going, "Hey Paul and Sean, we'll meet you at the Alamo." <laughs> Which was more pandering and more <laughs> and more pathetic. All are second place. <laughs> Billionaires, Ted's War Room. Oh, that's a good shout. That's a good shout. Can you believe what Billionaire Ted's doing? He's putting his he's putting his programming directly opposite to WWF. That's shocking. Then Marge appears and goes, "You do that all the time to WCW." And then Vince is like, "Yes, but when I do it, it's cute." <laughs> <laughs> like belief beggaring, looking at that, like you, you gotta be kidding, pal. They're just that. I just I. I, I find I would imagine doing this would would actually turn them off wanting to come to if 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 Bush and Gore had any possible consideration of turning up and doing something on SmackDown <laughs> with the with the exception of Dwayne the Rock Johnson actually no no include him this bunch of dickheads to turn it off outside Capitol Hill going come on our program or you hate kids <laughs> it's just so shit it's so shit <laughs> yeah. Where was the non-partisan campaign this year? Where was the demand for, uh, for, 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 for oh. last year for Trump and Biden to rock up? It's almost like they had an agenda. Mm. <laughs> stupid. <laughs> Just stupid. I went to Capitol Hill one time when I was in DC seeing an old friend mm. uh, who had left the country for tax reasons. The reason <laughs> being is probably weren't paying any. <laughs> and uh, he told me to see like outside the White House and all this. And I thought, oh, this is nice. Cool. Not much you can do there. It's not like a White House, you know, dinner you can go to or anything. It's just like, oh, it's where the president lives. But there was someone outside who had a big old coat on, a big hood and stuff like that, and had a, a big sign that said, like, like, get rid of the New World Order. Apart from <laughs> he's like, oh, what? Because Hogan's overpushed. And he's like, no, I didn't say that. But And it had a picture of uh, Barack Obama as the Joker. I'm like, okay, that's an interesting visual. All right. And she was like, well, you know, the New Order controlled the world and the secret evil corporations. We need to get rid of corporations and things like that. And they're all evil and we need to stop them being more independent. I'm like, okay, fine, you know. So one, one police car, so obviously I have to just be there all the time looking at going, all right, yeah, do what. And I thought it was so funny to talk about evil corporations and the people of America and the White House. And then they stopped what they were doing to go down to their high school musical iPod just to stop the music playing so they could speak to me. <laughs> Which I thought was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Not Apple or Disney, though. <laughs> just, just Joker Obama. <laughs> I, <it's, laughs> that's just that's something special. That's something special. It was. I hope they had and a then lovely the rock day. called me a dickhead for not caring about the uh, youth of America. And I left. Hey, I thought, I'm not going to come back here again. Don't care about us. <laughs> I gave it a one star review on a uh, Google Maps. I mean, to, I mean go, fair play to bad. your friend. Is bravery there? Like, if you fled to america for tax purposes you're not gonna hang out like capitol hill are you <laughs> it's a good point tom i didn't think about that like hang on this 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 policeman's checking me plates can we go now man? <laughs> anyway so the youth of america are not cared about if only there was someone who did care about the youth of america and protecting them oh that music can only mean the people who only care about the, the uh, youth of america the right to censor yes. music is, oh God, the right to censor theme. The only thing worse to listen to than Drake Wirth's speeches. Uh, RTC has shown burning Playboy for being immoral. 
As Cole before we go any brings further, up, before we go any wait. further, before we go any oh, further, go on. I have to, I have to say this because it's, it's there, it's in my head. If I don't say it, I think, I think I'll have, a, I'll have an aneurysm later on. Go on, mate. <laughs> Matthew, the police are checking my plates. Hurry up before they start looking at my sources as well. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on. No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see you laugh until your skin changes colour. <laughs> You've turned bright red, Tom. You look like you're on Samurai Showdown and you're down your last bit of health. This is how most Tuesdays go when we record. You know what? I think we just cut out the bit I was doing there. No, keep it. just go right to that. It's oh, all staying in. It's all staying it's in. Horrible, Mate, I've, anyway. got, I've got four Desert Island graps to edit. I can't be asked to trudge through this. Oh, no. Yeah, forget it then. <laughs> you should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Right to censor shown burning play, burning playboy. That's fine. The burning playboy. They don't need flames. They're just using the heat emanating from Tom's forehead. (laughs) Went up in smoke in seconds. Maggle Cole sees the books being burnt and brings up what historical event could fit this scenario? People burning books. Uh, Oh, I know. The Salem witch trials. God knows where that bloody came from. But Michael Cole should have been like, you know, you know who used to burn books? Yes, that's right. I'm going to say it. Eric Bischoff. Oh, also the Nazis. <laughs> it's it's funny how that is the, the idea at the front of his head. Like, <laughs> the Salem witch the trials. Salem witch trials. You remember, do, you remember, do you not remember when they, they, they burnt Playboy <laughs> that time? Yeah. That's why it's such a scandal at the time. They, they, they threw Playboy. Playboy in a river and goes, if it floats, it's, we'll have a wank. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I'm just, I'm just doing. Never mind the podcast. I'm just we doing just, this to see how red I can turn, Tom. <laughs> we just read it for the articles. Bring it back. Floats. <laughs> if it floats, we have You lie. Yeah, you know what I like. If it floats, we have. Right to censor are taking on Eddie Guerrero without China. Shut ringside. But he's even the odds with the APA. The APA beat the ice cream out of Valvinus until Farouk starts taking a beating. Bull is wearing a do-rag. This counts as character development. <laughs> this counts as a, an extra slot on No Mercy. <laughs> an extra attire slot. Michael Cole says, you know who else wore a do-rag? That's right, Chairman Mao. He <laughs> was also fat and he probably ate lots of ice cream. Need I say more? Michael Cole with the 10 out of 10 historical references for this match. Crowd is bored. Aww. If only they could hear Cole, then they'd be really bored. <laughs> Eddie also looks annoyed. tiny in this match, doesn't he? He does. Compared to Normal all the big boys. Eddie. Godfather was someone who was unassumingly big because he wouldn't wrestle like a big slam dude, but he was very, very big. Mm. There we are. It eventually breaks down into a brawl, and the good father catches Eddie on a dive and slams him to win. A meh match, but a lovely finish. Mm. He really did catch him like a, like a sack of spuds. And China enters and beats up everyone because she's China. She's like Bodica, Joan of Arc, and Bunny Rabot all rolled up into one. Bunny Rabbit! That's a hell of a line. I don't want to pop you, to be honest with you. It yeah, did. not it much worked. Not much going here, Tom. Any thoughts? Uh, I thought it was fine. I was surprised to see the Intercontinental Champion getting pinned. But then when you consider he's in there with Bradshaw and Farouk, I doubt they're getting pinned. <laughs> Someone's got to go down. I'm pretty sure Bradders and Farouk both went, we're not losing to them. Okay, the Intercontinental Champion can, and then that's fine. Yeah. In pretty clean yeah, we can't, fashion. We can't lose as well. our drinking buddies. No, in clean fashion as well, which is a yeah. slight a slight annoyance. China cleaning house may build just something between Eddie and China once again. Uh, we will see. Yeah. Ah, it was it was fine. It was fine. The crowd being this dead, considering some of the talent and overness of the people in this match, was surprising to me. But who cares about that? They Triple don't know H- how good they've oh. got it compared to what yeah, is know, to come right, in twenty right. years. Yeah. Triple H sees Steph backstage and he wanted her to go back to the hotel because she's a target. Also, Triple H is getting tired of carrying her to the back whenever she's attacked. Brave, relatable, <laughs> baby face Triple H. Oh, and also Stephanie cost Triple H the number one contendership on Raw. It's nothing personal, Steph. He's just made a business decision so she's not a liability. She takes it well and leaves. Brave, relatable, <laughs> handsome, baby-faced Triple H. I've got this so idea, good. Vince. I'm going to be a brave, relatable, handsome, baby-faced. Yeah. <laughs> the problem is the, the crowd aren't cheering me uh, because of my evil bitch wife. Uh. <laughs> Vader rang him up earlier that day. I went, hey, 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 Honor, it's, it's Vader. Remember me from that time? <laughs> Um, I'm just trying to oh, decide. Hello, I'm trying to decide where I should go next. Should I oh. go to New Japan? Should I go back to all Japan? And, uh, do you do you know where I should go, Triple H? The Triple H just says, 
Noah. <laughs> oh, good show. I'll go there. Bye. <laughs> you know, it's a good joke worth repeating. It's. Do you know what, mate? It's it's the best joke. It's the best joke. <laughs> it is really good. That's why I stole it. Do you remember that time where they said tri- Triple H, uh, where they said, oh, should we buy a wrestling promotion to Japan? And Triple H said, Noah. Okay. <laughs> Bye, yeah, the Noah. Matthew used it on the news. Yes, I do remember that. <laughs> yeah, and then Noah went, <laughs> uh, uh, excuse me, no. Noah. <laughs> we'll say, we have Noah. Yeah. Good times. Yeah, and they went, is there a blokey who has two of every... Yeah, 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 Noah's Ark. We've got it, Matthew. All right, <laughs> fine. And they went, tough crowd, all right. No respect. No respect. Speaking of no respect, Taz is here. And I'll put it, thank God. This show is the show is dying quicker than Raw without the hurt business. Everyone's favourite cockney. <laughs> yes. The Bobby Dazzler Taz is here. <laughs> Lola is not impressed by his sequins and says Taz can't even entertain a thought. <laughs> it's a good line. It's a good line. Taz bigs up his show on Sunday Night Heat on MTV. That's right, his show, his segment. Brilliant. He then introduces Raven like the Tonight Show, by going, here's Raven, as he's getting full into funny Taz mode. So you can see it happening before your very eyes. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Also on Raw, Taz beat Bubba Ray Dudley, like the main event of Hardcore Heaven 1999, but with help from Raven. So it wasn't like 1999 at all, because <laughs> Taz sucks. Raven <laughs> mouths off at Baltimore for naming their third-rate football team after him. So that was a good line. And here's the duds. They brawl around ringside because EC Dub, the Russian leg sweep in the guardrail. And Taz is dangerously close to getting a clean win over Devon Dudley with a Taz mission. But Bubba, sa- <laughs> Bubba saves. And that is now apparently a mid-match spot. What a shame. That was the Taz mission. So Taz tries a swanton, which I don't recall him doing very often. For the reason... <laughs> I think he's done it beforehand, but it's you forget about it because it's hysterical. It looks like it, it, you're playing Perfect Dark and you've shot someone atop the stairs, and they go ah, and they do that that forward death. I think that was what he was going for. Yeah, uh, Lola laughs at him, and Lola's right for once. Taz <laughs> tries to get the bell, but Bubba intercepts and uses it right in front of the ref for the DQ. Bubba doesn't care and puts Raven through a table in a really weird way to build up a new team. Yeah, I was surprised that they lost. I would have yeah. thought they might have even eked out a cheeky bad guy win here. But no, it was uh, uh, a pretty clean one for, for the Dudders and then a battering at the end. It's going good. It's going, it's going great. Yeah. Then Steve Austin shows up, finally. This infuriates Mick Foley, who has been anticipating him coming. And then Austin arrives, and so McFoley's mad. Hmm. I don't know who's writing McFoley this week, but I don't think they're on the A game. No, well, it's it's weird that they're kind of pairing back the Foley character, and and the the promo that's coming up kind of explains why yeah. Foley is the way he is this week, as opposed to the way he has been uh, for the last few months. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm all right with it, actually. I'm all right with a a less prattish, comical Foley this week because like Foley is is at his wits end and you know I, I like i like this little transmogrification with mick foley it kind of spells the the beginning of the end of his runner's commissioner 
which is a shame because it was a short, like a light that that shone very bright for a short amount of time. But this is sort of beginning the middle, the beginning of the end for him as the commish. Yeah. He went out like a candle in, in the, the wind. wind. <laughs> so Foley heads the ring with a squadron of dudes to deliver dude love justice. Steve Austin and his disturbed theme song show up and interrupt Foley before he can even say anything. Austin wants to know if Mick Foley has found the culprit yet. Foley hasn't found the dude yet. So Austin says, I don't care what you have to say then. All I care about right now is getting justice for whoever ran me over. Foley says he's only the commissioner because he wanted to have a good time and didn't want anyone putting his hands on him. In fact, Austin beat the hell out of him. And everyone on international TV saw that. And Steve Austin just hasn't been cooperative. Austin doesn't care about cooperation or working together. He also doesn't care about fun. Fun for him is getting in the ring. Austin isn't apologising, but he curses and bleeps because he's a big billy, big bollocks. <laughs> so he yeehaws and yeehoos until Mick Foley says he has no choice other than to suspend Steve Austin. Austin asks him to reconsider. Foley says no. So Austin says, Stunner! <laughs> and then leaves with the cops doing nothing. They do nothing. Like I, I thought the moment that he hit that stunner on Foley, the cops should have pounced him and, and took him down and, and arrest. That would have been a great visual. Austin stunners Foley. The cops jump in and just swarm him. Handcuffs pulled away. That would have been a great moment. And it would have been akin to like when Austin got arrested in, in the 90s with him like, like mm. flipping off the crowd and all flipping off everybody as he's going and jaw-jacking and all that stuff. You could have done that again. But it was just weird to have the security guards out there just to do nothing. They just, they, yeah. you know, and then and then just sort of follow him up the ramp at the end. It felt a bit pointless. You might as well have just not had security there. Or had security run out whilst after the stunner to, to, to get Austin away. You could have, having them stood around the ring felt a bit, they looked a bit useless, in my opinion. Yeah, and it, I hope McFoley ran over Steve Austin after the show with his 1989 Geo Metro. <laughs> well, funny you mention Steve Austin and Mick Foley and running over. According to The Observer, now, we've mentioned this for a while. Like, Rikishi was always the guy that it seemed, this storyline was seemed to be destined for. But according to The Observer, this is when Foley spoke at the University of Missouri, he was asked if he was going to be pegged as the driver. He said he was asked by Vince McMahon to end up as the driver, but said he turned it down because of the release of his Christmas book aimed at young children. <laughs> I don't know what's more laughable. Mick Foley hitting Austin with a car, which is like, what? No. It's a bit of a career change for a guy who's retired. And uh, or the idea of him turning it down because... Of a Christmas book. I mean, I mean, Foley's a businessman, and he knows if he's a heel, he isn't going to sell as many kids' books, and he won't be yeah. able to do the sort of appearances that he would be able to do as a heel. So Santa's thinking... village wouldn't let him in. <laughs> yeah, he's too evil. But I, I'm right. I, I, it says to me that maybe they were kind of getting cold feet about Rikishi at the eleventh hour. If Vince is saying, "Oh, do you want to be the driver?" and um, and they said, "I mean, Mick Foley running down." Austin, no. Cactus Jack running down Austin. You could have had no. some fun with that, maybe. See, the whole thing with Foley's being he to use his body, him running over some of his cars, like, mm. when he wasn't even feuding with them at the time, that's... And again, Foley's got one foot out the door. 
in terms of his in-ring performances. Yeah. Obviously. So I don't see what the end game was going to be there. But it says to me that they might have been sort of at the eleventh hour, maybe going a little bit cool on the idea of Rikishi doing it. But hey, we'll you know why? Why? Because the original plan was probably supposed to be Big Show. But he didn't do it because um, I can't read that. What's that to say, Tom? Sorry, it's a bit blurred. Because Big Show um, was in Ohio at the time. That's right, eating Taco Bell. <laughs> that bastard. So, so therefore, by so that's it. Therefore, Foley, it should Mick... have been Stephen Richards who ran him over. Yes, oh, of course. I'm going to censor you, Austin. He hits him with his <laughs> with a oh, gimmick God, that I've not it. actually introduced yet. Yes, if you ignore that, it's fine. So Mick Foley's going to run him over with his the cheapest car I could find on Google, the 989 Geo Metro. <laughs> and then Big Show in his burger van is going to careen into him and give us our covers. And then finally, Regal with his VW Volkswagen is going to come in and goes, what bloody side of the road am I on? Beep, 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 beep. Who won the bloody war? Beep, beep, beep. Who won the way, you bloody idiot? <laughs> Hello, and every time he no, sorry, his, his his horn doesn't go beep beep beep. He goes <laughs> just that driving off. Yeah, bloody Sunday drivers. He says to a guy on the floor, even though it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> no wonder Bulldog did all those drugs. And then so Actually, no, we've got three people out. running over Steve Austin now. I'm going to Leeds. <laughs> yeah, if you need me, I'll be at my holiday home in Wiggins. I'm going to go do some mining in Manchester. <laughs> mining. <laughs> okay, anyway. Three people run over Austin and then, and then it was followed by a marching band. Oh, no, not the elephants. <laughs> and then Taz on a golf buggy. <laughs> Eddie and a low rider. No, Taz in one of those little yellow and red cars that kids have. <laughs> a little smoby car, a smoby toy car. <laughs> Raven with a golf cart, but he just creams into a wall and goes, oh, that's sodded. <laughs> the power goes off. And it comes, who didn't run over Steve Austin at Survivor Series? <laughs> It's like a WWE Wacky Races. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody in their own little custom cars. Hit the Austin. Hit the Austin. <laughs> Kane on a skateboard. It's a new thing I'm trying. Slam him. Slam him. Kill him. <laughs> Eat Kill. him. Kill the Austin. <sighs> we get replays of uh, Foley taking a stunner. I don't know. At this time, it was a little... Eh, having Austin... Stretching this out, and it makes sense, I guess, on paper. But at the time, I was watching Austin every week and not being that impressed because he's just doing the same thing over and over again, and he's not wrestling, and he's just being, I'm Steve Austin, I'm the hardest man alive, stunning mm. people because he's a bum. He's like Undertaker without a goth jacket. <laughs> Though Austin with a goth jacket would be interesting. Coming yeah. out to Orgy and going, the son of a bitch who ran me over is about to be having a cover of Blue Monday. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe that'll change maybe it's just me being cynical as a kid looking I'm optimistic now ha 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 Kurt Angle is here to save the show Angle is on a streak after beating The Rock two weeks ago and then Triple H on Raw 
so it's appropriate he's here in the state of Cal Ripkin. But unlike him, his streak, Kurt Angle streak, will mean something. And apparently, Ripkin batted .271 with 14 home runs and 6 RBIs in 98. On September 20th, before the final home game of the season against the Yankees, Ripkin decided to end his streak at 2,632 games, having surpassed uh, Luke Gehrig's previous record by 502 games. That's almost as close as, as Taz's streak of losing 2,633 matches since January of this year. Well done, Cal and Taz. Anyway, Angle is teaming up with Edge and Christian tonight to take on Rikishi and Too Cool. Apparently, Cole cost Too Cool the titles against the Hardys on Raw because ENC thinks the Hardys are simply keeping the titles warm for them so no one else should win them but them. Which I like. I like that. It's a match sponsored by Spider-Man for the Game Boy Color. Fun fact. Is that Spider-Man Pinball? No, it's not even Pinball Frenzy. It's a regular Spider-Man game for the Game Boy Color, which was was ranked number 18 in Triple Jump's ranked list on every Spider-Man game from worst to best. So it's not a bad game. Do you know what was above and below it? Uh... Not off the top of my head, no. You'll have to watch the list in order to find out. But in order to find out what the game's about, here's Ben Potter from Triple Jump to tell you. As the PlayStation, Nintendo 64 and Dreamcast were getting a taste of a great Spider-Man adventure, developer Vicarious Visions decided the Game Boy Color should have one too. And miraculously, it's a pretty darned good one. It sounds great. Enjoy the chip-tuned version of the 1960 Spider-Man theme in the pause menu, for example. And looks genuinely impressive in the cutscenes. That would of course matter very little if it didn't play well, but it does, sort of, for for the most part, maybe. Spider-Man controls fluidly with clean movements and smooth animation. He's even able to swing in a far more satisfying way than should be possible on the Game Boy Color. The bad news is that his jumping is an annoyance. You're locked into a direction as soon as you press A, Castlevania style, making Spider-Man feel far less graceful than he should. And unless you rely on projectile combat, you'll get very tired of the hand-to-hand combat fighting quickly. Oh yeah, here we go. Spider-Man time! I've watched Spider-Man before. I've also been in Spider-Man. So I'm going to give this everything I've got. Thanks, Ben. Thanks Thanks, for that lovely description of Spider-Man for the Game Boy Color. Uh, Watch the ranked list. Every Spider-Man game ranked from worst to best on Triple Jump's YouTube channel right now. Do it after this. Thank you for that paid advert. <laughs> I mean, cross-promotion. <laughs> this reminder, Triple Jump is live in WWF New York. Yes. Every Saturday, Sunday. <laughs> Playing Friday, Raid Thursday, Shadow Thursday. Legends. Raid Shadow Legends at WF New York. You can play as Al Gore or George W. Bush. <laughs> and you have to run away from wrestlers trying to shove them on their crappy wrestling show. No, I can't do that. I'm too busy doing... Sasha Nasty. <laughs> wow, Al Gore, what are you doing here? That's oh, mental. I could think of a TV show that <laughs> Al Gore and George W. Bush could do. Go on, Tom. <clears throat> EastEnders. Thanks, Tom. Ding dong. Oh. <laughs> Who's that at the, the door? Hey, hello there, Kate. I'm uh, I'm I'm your new neighbour. 
Al Gore, what are you doing here? Just, just told you, I'm your new neighbor. I'm inviting you to a, uh, a dinner party at my house tomorrow night. We're having uh, tacos, I guess. Oh, I look forward to it immensely. Bye. Well, I'm looking forward to having dinner with Al. Oh, no, I've just remembered. I'm having dinner with George Bush at the same time. Oh, at the at his house across the road. I can't get out of it. He will cry. Oh, I'm going to have to go to both dinners. <laughs> what wacky circumstances could come from this? I'll have to go back and forth from George Bush's house to Al Gore's house. Ding, ring, ring. Oh, hang on. Hello? Oh, that's fine, George. Don't worry. Thanks for letting me know. Oh, it's good news. George Bush has had to cancel. So I'll just go to Al Gore's party instead. And Kane somehow inexplicably forgets and wears the proud Republican shirt. <laughs> Wait, what? No. Kane, that, that, no, with the other ones. No, no, no. What happened? Don't is... tell me you've been going back and forth to the, the, the George Bush party over the street. <laughs> I don't even have that as an excuse. <laughs> no, what happened is, what happened is... Oh, here I go, off to Al Gore's house. I, I can't find anything... To, I know, I'll wear my new tour t-shirt from when I went to see the band Republica. <laughs> For fuck. This will be fine. And then as he leaves the house, it's like... Oh, Vince McMahon, what are you doing here? Well, pal, I've got this idea for a, a faction in in ten years' time. I wanted to run it by you. Here, here's a sticker with more details. Oh, the Nexus. Oh, okay, that's a good. I like I like the the logo, which is just the letter N. I'll put it on my shirt. <laughs> anyway, got to go. <laughs> Hi, Kane. Welcome to my Kane. What are you wearing? Oh, what are the odds of that happening? <laughs> Wow. You see, the joke is that Kane's T-shirt now said Republican. And, and it, the, the episode ends with him goes, uh-oh, looks like I'm ready to go. <laughs> and then they play Republica over the credits. This is a free Better yet, better yet Republica, Republica are playing in the streets. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Republica. <laughs> this week's guest. What are you doing here? That's mental. <laughs> yeah, you've not been famous for years. <laughs> just Rather like Al Gore. Oh, don't say that. Oh, it's true. <laughs> they cut to Kane and Al Come Gore. On. Cut to Kane and Al Gore dancing to Republica. Then cut to George Bush. <laughs> <laughs> George Bush just sat on his own. <laughs> I'll get those Read folks. my lips. No new Republica. Oh, wait, don't know my dad. Never mind. <laughs> In one line of the, the show. There you go, Colonel XB. Pick I, something out of that. There you go, Colonel XB. <laughs> one day we'll cover something so stupid, not even you will want to edit it. Maybe that was this week. Apparently, oh, it's another bit. Edge gets low blowed in front of the referee, who does nothing. Mm-hmm. Authority is useless. Trust no one, kids. Kishi sits on Angle, as Cole reckons Angle should rule... What? Sorry, no. As Cole reckons Mick Foley should rule with an iron fist. It can't be one rule for some people, another rule for others. It's a good point. Hmm. You know who else rules with an iron fist? Fisto from Masters of the Universe. <laughs> really makes you think, doesn't it, Cole? 
He's got a big fist. Yeah, he's got. He's, he's spot on with his references today, Michael Cole. <laughs> Lots of zoom-ins on Rikishi's rice pudding ass <laughs> as he uses the ass to help Scotty nail the worm on Christian. Stephanie McMahon, of all people, shoves Sexay off the top rope, allowing Angle to slam Sexay and keep the streak gunning. Yay. Uh, and this segs into Triple H, with each H standing for cool, yelling at Steph for going to the ring. Uh, Steph says she did that to show how helpful she can be at ringside, and she'll see Triple H back at the hotel. That must be the hotel on the corner of Nice Guy Street and Beautiful Human Being Avenue. <laughs> yeah. And then next up, Steve Blackman defends the hardcore title against Albert, but without test. So we'll have to change the gimmick slightly. Trish, <laughs> I've caught all the apes in Ape Escape, and it'll take me until tomorrow to beat all the time trials. So I'm going to focus on it. <laughs> I can't help you this week, Alb. Yeah, Trish is like, what do you want? No, I'm just casually bragging. <laughs> Trish, I unlocked Entropy in Crash Team Racing already. <laughs> this game was easier than breaking Test's nose. <laughs> Trish, I'm still trying to figure out Earthworm Jim on the N64 because it's crap. <laughs> it makes me sad. I figured this out quite quickly because I'm good at games. <laughs> Trish, why do they call it European Extreme Difficulty? Are Europeans easy? <laughs> Albert tries to use stop signs against Blackman's stick. That does not go well. Uh, Blackman twats Albert a bunch of times. Trish sees that Albert is in trouble, gets on the apron, tries to be all sexy, so Blackman empties white liquid all over her. <laughs> from the fire... Ex you see, it's from the fire extinguisher. Oh, God. Then he turns, he turns the fire extinguisher on Dennis Norton. <laughs> oh, that's unpleasant. <laughs> It'll be all right, covered in white. And Blackman goes, that's terrible, and just hits him with a fire extinguisher over his head and shut up. This kills him. Yeah. After disposing of the thought, uh, Blackman puts away Albert's giant head to retain. No one near, no one near, I should say, as good as Jack's classic from a few weeks ago. <laughs> but we it's filled it in. We I, filled in the blanks with stupidity. I'm glad you said that because I, th I thought it was a good. I th whilst Jack's Blackman Albert match that he chose for Desert Island Grabs from the SmackDown in August was very good. I didn't think this was that bad either. They've got some nice chemistry, Blackman and Albert. I thought this was a solid hardcore match. It was alright. Yeah, I enjoyed it. There was nothing too remarkable because they, they the spots are cool, but they're doing that every week. And Albert, when he's used the stop signs, and yells, after every move he does, there's not much to him at this point. <laughs> Unless he's wrestling the Hardys, you can throw him around like they're nothing. He's, he's just like, hello. No, I'm the one who's not Test. Yes, I've got the, I've got the name tag, not Test. Hi, I'm, no, I'm good at games. not Test. I'm currently backstage playing Paperboy 64. <laughs> Do you think Paperboy needs a remake? Test. What's that? Paperboy deserves a remake, doesn't it? They've tried a few times over the years for PlayStation 1 and uh, N64, and it's just kind of... Oh, like a Maybe sandbox it's something they can game. build upon. Or, oh, you know what? If they had um, Ignition... Wait, is that like the right one? The guys behind uh, Burnout 
Need for speed yes, redos. yes, burnout. Yeah, yes, you're you're on a cycle bike going at ninety miles an hour as you speed. <laughs> I like the idea of that. I just wish there was um, a Paperboy sort of mini game in GTA Five. There's everything else. Yeah. If I could deliver papers in GTA Five. <laughs> It's really awkward, wasn't it, when GTA came out and there were other games that had come out, like Crazy Taxi, that were now mini-games yeah. in GTA. Which is yeah. great. I love I love GTA for that. Like, it is a hundred different mini-games rolled into one yeah. massive game. Albert didn't think Crazy Taxi was crazy enough. So I used <laughs> to play that on the left while I was playing Beat Mania on the right. <laughs> he just saw the words Beat Man and thought, oh, this sounds like a violent game. Punches a drum, think it's test. Get me Clay Fighter 63 and a third. <laughs> Matt yes. McMuscles did a really good I video. I was about to say, it. yeah, I love that video Matt did. Great video. Because my friend, I put this in the chat, but uh, I think he must have seen the review because he posted on Facebook because uh, Matt talks about how insanely rare Clay Fighter 63 and a third, the sculptor's cut is because it was only a blockbuster exclusive. Mm-hmm. So basically, if you see any copies online, it's because some, some guy twocked it. And Blockbuster are probably not very happy about that. But nowadays on eBay, it goes for crazy prices, considering how bad the game is. And my friend on Facebook posted that he traded a Virtual Boy and five games for a copy what? of the Sculptor's Cut. I don't know which would be bad, worse for your head. <laughs> I'd have kept the Virtual Boy, though. That's... Oh, that'd be worth so much more now, surely. Yeah. With a you know, people more being than bad that. and stuff, and their their parents need to teach their kids a lesson. Go go in the corner and play Virtual Boy for a bit. Oh no, <laughs> not Virtual Wario again. I'll make you play. My my brain's hurting. Oh, I could see through time. No, it's just Mario Tennis. I can't feel my legs. Oh, I've been jumping through my legs. Ball, <laughs> ball. <laughs> oh my legs, pal. I've been, play- I've been playing Waterworld too much. Uh-huh. <laughs> Steph, uh-huh. why does the Virtual Boy make my my eyes bleed? <laughs> why did Albert laugh when I said I was buying an M2 for Clay Fighter Extreme? <laughs> M2, God. What's an M2? It was going to be the sequel to the 3DO, I think, mm. with way more souped-up graphics and stuff, and it just never happened. <laughs> it's never. They went, sod it. <laughs> we've lost can't be asked. yeah like Bob Backlund's manager they threw in the towel and went ah it's done mate it's done <laughs> speaking of done can I go to the toilet please no is that better it certainly was ah, what a great piss moving on from hideously outdated things that aren't around anymore to WWF New York, <laughs> which is still there. The new home of MTV Sunday Night Heat and the Taz Show starring Taz. Yes. Mm. Chris Benoit is here and Nicole calls him a complainer. Lola says he's right to complain, though. He's been announced as champion twice without actually being the champion. Lola's right. Cole's a dick. <laughs> I've Benoit been is I've angry. Been oh, go on. I'd be livid if that was me. So he's got every right to be mad. Yeah. Not according to Cole. Who compares him to Mussolini. Oh, he doesn't. Uh, <laughs> Benoit is angry that Kane is getting the shot instead of him tonight. 
So Jericho appears, eager to have something to do that isn't X-Pac. Jericho mocks Benoit for complaining all the time and Cole's like, yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, baby fix. Jericho points out Benoit has so many other things to complain about, like having a midget head on a normal sized body. And then, which even Lola goes, hey, wait, he does. Oh, also, Benoit is French for gap tooth jackass. That's not true. Anyway, this caused them to have a match. Any of our listeners in France can verify that. That'd be great. Oh, wait, the news in France in 2000. There were no nuclear submarines positioned outside of France. We can exclusively confirm here in the Coldholic Classic Smackdown review. Wait, wait, let's ask Ben Potter what was happening. Oh, apparently, Le Spider-Man was number one in the Game Boy Colour charts. Oh, merci beaucoup, Ben Potter. Le Spider-Man. Man lispid. Man lispid. Never heard of him. Manless bid, manless bid. Qu'est-ce que c'est, manless bid? Shoot the web. Time. Of any size. We'll have to point out that French fries aren't French. Fries, come on. Matthew buggered that. Manless bid. George the Bush. Over the road, <laughs> making escargo. Yay! <laughs> I'll go. Guess que say. I like how we only know guess que say, but we're making it work. <laughs> uh, get, but Kane, je adore algo. Look out. <laughs> Vive la France. Jericho and Benoit have their usual hard hitting match with a loud crowd. Until Triple H runs in, as he sees that Jericho's getting over, and spears Benoit for daring to interfere with his missus. Only Triple H is allowed to do that. Brave, 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 <laughs> le baby face. Le baby face. Le baby face. The referees break it up, <laughs> but essentially just hold Triple H for Benoit to twat. <laughs> really horrible. Like, yeah, we've got you, we've got you Triple H. No, you idiots, like a twat. Oh. Oops, sorry about that. Um, Triple H is taken to a hospital because of this banged up chair shot. Presumably, it's a lovely hospital for good guys. Yes, it's well. the, the nicest hospital for the best people. Instead of the cross, it's just a big smiley face. <laughs> Welcome in to only the best cool people. Oh, that'd it, be me. Yeah, yeah if Benoit uh, was damaged, he would go to the bad person hospital with a big unhappy face <laughs> outside the front. Oh, this this is built for me. I thought maybe it might and be the same hospital. And he opened the door and he goes, Bonjour. <laughs> It might be the same hospital, but with two different entrances. Yes. A la Oh, no. <laughs> a face entrance and a heel entrance. Not inpatient? I'll pick... No, no, no. Heel and face. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's a bit weird, isn't it? What does yeah, the tweener do in AEW? Do they just smash through the back wall? Just smash... <laughs> Go through the glass. <laughs> just charge through the tron. Shh. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I just hurl myself backstage. Through the uh, yeah, <laughs> Lillian interviews Kane backstage, and his voice is really normal sounding now. <laughs> he's fine. He went from being, then he was, and now he's just, hi, hello, <laughs> you're right, hello, Lillian. Yeah, the people, <laughs> Kane assures Lillian. That she will not be in the new SmackDown 2 game. <laughs> and also, 
it doesn't matter if the rock has the people tonight because the people can't save him from Cain. <laughs> Only Linda can save him and she's with me. <laughs> By the end of it, when people ask who is the WWF champion, they will say, that's gotta be Kane. <laughs> that's right. I will go three, two, one, and I will hold up my microphone to the crowd and they on cue will go, oh, that's us, that's us. That's gotta be Kane. That's gotta be Kane. And I will tell them to do it again until they get it on the beat. Like it's a live action Parappa the Rapper. George W. Bush holds Mike out to crowd. What are you doing here? Yeah. Dance, puppets, dance. This is how God feels, I will say. And then Al Gore will be sat at ringside, but because he cruelly denied us the smackdown your vote, bollocks, he will just be shown with Chiron. And he'll say, Al Gore, in brackets underneath, some dude. <laughs> Isn't Chiron that um, that reenactment show they have in County Durham? <laughs> <laughs> and a local reference. Sorry, that's Kindred. This, at this part of the show, this laid into it. People are going, oh, God, we've had Billing Aquadrome. <laughs> and now Kindred. Tom's, Tom's dad's wet shed. And now Chiron. <laughs> no, more local. Are you going to Redka soon? More local. AC number 12's got a new front door. <laughs> Wait, hang on. And then Regal backstage driving the yellow car from Mr. Bean. Goes, bloody hell, I'm getting some ham and peas pudding if you want, you bloody Yankee scurvy-filled bastard. I'm a limey, Hong Kong. Oh, no, my car needs fixing. It's doing the wrong horn. Football. This is the wrong trousers, he yells and just... Vince is like, for God's sake, can she, could someone get Regal? We can't, Vince. He's really hard. You could do all that Blackpool training he did. What ho, what ho, honk, honk, honk. Mary Poppins. Oh, God, he's got Sentinel. Stop him. Stop him. Oh, Regal. Call in the National Guard. <laughs> Kane, Kane, do something. No, I'm practicing my bit. Kane, you've not been on the air for 10 minutes. You've just been ranting. You're supposed to say two lines. No one cares about Al Gore. What? Who's to blame for this? Regal, Regal, Regal's to blame. Go get him. Go get him. Use your, use your fire. I'm just. We invented bloody fire before the bloody Yanks took it and burned the bloody Italian. There, they just get him. He's just spouting bollocks, Kane. Get him. He's having a stroke. This is for remaking the Italian job, you bloody muppet. <laughs> you bloody, bloody wankers. Oh, I'm just thinking of William Regal driving the Mr. Bean, Mr. Bean car, sat on the roof on the sofa while screaming, I've got the wrong bloody trousers. I'm too British. Help. Help. Oh, God. I've got Magna. Poor blimey. I've literally turned into the British Isles. God, <laughs> I'm actual British Isles from Leeds to Wigan. <laughs> Stone the crows. I'm full of unexploded landmines from World War Two. <laughs> Help! Al Snow, all is forgiven if you can stop us. <laughs> and then Kane shows up and he gives he gives the Mr Bean car a big boot. The velocity causes Regal to fly off the couch on the top and land 
in a dumpster and he just looks up and goes we call football soccer the back of the car in Britain and then he collapses oh my god <laughs> hyper hyper British William Regal and then quick quick get him and then like <laughs> Vince no 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 and like all the old shooters from Dan Seven shows up and just forces Regal to eat a beef burger with cheese and sauce. It's like, no, no! <laughs> Quick, this'll a, help. Give me a crumpet, quickly! No, no, stop him. Rico's just outworking him. Oh, no, he's doing... <laughs> he's doing that WOS stuff. <laughs> Try to put a lucha mask on him. No, no, we don't have those in our country. No. What about Kendo Nagasaki? I'm warning you. <laughs> Vince is watching, going, if only you were more British. This inject... This inject... It- <laughs> Give him Mountain Dew a syringe. He has, he, has, he has to repel the effects by injecting himself with Tizer. There we go. There we go. That ought to stop him. That's oh, thank you, thank you. And then look at the syringe, and instead of instead of Mountain Dew, it's bars, uh, like ice cream soda. Oh no, we gave him the wrong thing. <laughs> Instead, it's a, it's instead of a, it's 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 neat squash, because <laughs> everyone, everyone in America, everyone goes, what do you mean by squash? The fruit? No, the drink squash. Like, what do you mean? Squash yeah. isn't a drink. It's a verb. No, squash is a drink. <laughs> that does confuse Americans. Uh. Squash being a drink. <laughs> it does. Drinks not not regal though. <laughs> not regal. It makes him more powerful. Bloody bastard! He's, he's, he's too full of uh, Britain C. <laughs> Britain C. That's it. They went. All right. The final shot. Get him. Uh, you get one of those WEF boomboxes from '98 and start playing. <laughs> <laughs> like Land of Hope and Glory, and Regal just stops what he's doing to salute. <laughs> Quick, we need, to, we need to show him something very American. Put the, put, Get him a Marvel movie. Put the Avengers on. <laughs> oh, good, I like them. I'll be Jonathan Steed. No! <laughs> 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 okay, now, the final blow. The finishing move, if you will. It's Mel Gibson, the Patriot. No! <laughs> Bloody hell! <laughs> Flaming Nora! <laughs> Blood and sugar puffs. <laughs> Nora Batty's underpants. <laughs> I've got to down this bloody metaphorical bathtub on wheels. Oh, no. I'm being served. That's it. That's how it ends. Spiegel did a freeze frame with the drums playing. So much. And no one knows what's happening. Oh, do you know what? I think there's only a small percentage of the audience that knows what's happening. <laughs> At this point, of course. Well, that's all. That was all a backstage segment with Kane, totally in yeah. Gasoline. <laughs> uh, and this segues horribly into the main event. And here's a quick reminder, though: Presto presents No Yay. Mercy, and it worked so well on Val Venus. Hey, Presto, no more push. Magic. Kane takes on the Rock for the Rock's title. Rock sells for Kane, 
So you know Kane means business. Kane hits a ca- hits a cameraman like one of the Gallagher brothers right after dunking Rock on the guardrail. Rock keeps on attacking Kane and he keeps on getting up. Cole describes... Oh, no. <laughs> Come on, this. Cole describes Rock as a, as a superb man. <laughs> That's what I call Superman. No, a he's superb, man. man. He's super- get sued. He's superb, man. Come on, superb, man. Burned all those witches in Salem. <laughs> Bloody idiot. In Rock front, goes off. In front of Rock. Mussolini. <laughs> Yeah, they're all there. And bloody <laughs> robot. <laughs> you know how sometimes people put podcasts on to go to sleep. <laughs> this is yes. gonna. This is gonna make some weird fever dreams. <laughs> Why did I dream about Mussolini and Buddy Robot last night? <laughs> if you put on this podcast for cardio, we warn you in advance: you can't run far or quick enough to escape. <laughs> you cannot get away. <laughs> You're like, well, I'm going to learn about flooding. <coughs> flooding in <laughs> flooding in England and nuclear submarines and nothing about wrestling. And sometimes a vague mention of wrestling. Yeah. So, oh, that we wait, to, wait, through. there's some wrestling on my podcast. That we breeze through to get to the cane gag. Yeah, really. <laughs> we know what the people want. Rock goes for the people's elbow, but Kane counters to the chokeslam. And I love this bit because the camera goes completely off Kane. So then when Rock bounces off the rope, suddenly he's there. <laughs> uh, and Kane is erect, ready to give him the choke slam. Rock gets knocked into the referee on the outside. So neither him nor Kane spot Angle coming out to chair shot Kane. Then the Rock. Then Kane again for the hell of it. Because he saw that awful British segment backstage and thought that, that, that's just, that was horrible. Never do that again. Bonk. Angle heads to the back as Kurt walks past a sign that says, My father is a junkie. <laughs> Some on-point signs tonight. Both men, big, it's in the ring before the 10 count, and suddenly, just be the crowd reactions alone, this feels like a big deal. Like They, they popped massively for the chokeslam bit because it's people's elbow and that get, get, getting counted is a rarity. But now it's like, all right, it's going to be a count out. Oh, it's not going to be a count out. All right, cool. Yeah, Kane I thought where they were nails going. the chokeslam. Yeah, and Kane nails the chokeslam beautifully, but the referee is still knackered, and the Rock kicks out the two. And the crowd, again, it's so long since you've uh, heard these types of crowds in that year of Law 2000, when they're not cynical, everything's new, they haven't got the network or anything like that. So they've seen Kane at the chokeslam. I'm like, wait, that that's Kane's chokeslam. That could be it. The crowd's noise here is something else, because they're like, wait, we've got no mercy in a week, right? Yeah. Like, what? There's not going to be a title change. They're, they are like, it could happen. They add us. They that add is us. a choke slam. Yeah, and because they, they do that nervous reaction, like, no, 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 kick out, no, please, no, before he kicks out, and there's a giant pop for that. Mm. Kane punches himself right into the rock bottom, and they're both down. They into what's going to happen next? And the answer is, Rikishi shows up <laughs> and sends Kane out of the ring for the DQ. Huh. Rock is not happy. And tries to tell Rikishi this, but Rikishi says, Ah, oh, no, it's fine. Anytime, pal. Anytime, family. And Rock's like, No, you idiot. I didn't want that. <laughs> then Kane shows up again and chokes on Rikishi with the Rock sending Kane to the outside to end the show. Hell of a match. Easy the highlight of a show. Again, just because of the crowd reactions. They're yeah. like, Oh, Kane's going to win the title. <gasps> like, it's that reaction, that pop. You really, you really, rarely hear that anymore. It was a great match, a solid main event. And I'm you know what? To talk about it. Sorry. So beautifully woven 
into what was to come. Like, like so, like beautifully told. Because mm. on Monday we're getting quite an iconic moment for Rikishi featuring The Rock. Oh no! So this is a foreshadowing of that. But at the time, Rikishi and Kane were feuding, so it's mm. it felt more like. Kane and uh, Rikishi coming to get himself a piece of Kane. Oh, but while I'm here, I'm going to protect the Rock because it's family. So it didn't feel right. completely out of the blue and out of and out of the realms of possibility that Rikishi would do a run in. Um, yeah. The the way in which it went down, like the sort of confusing nature of what went down, kind of led to um, like the the argument they had. And again, because Rikishi and Kane are feuding, you didn't necessarily think too badly of this you certainly didn't know what was coming on monday was coming you had no idea mm. oh. unless you're Meltzer, in which case you did. Foley. what a great main event though what a, what a great main event <laughs> it was a real solid piece of uh, wrestling work in that one so that was smackdown uh for for this week in the year of our lord what was something from that show that you remembered that you loved Al Snow. Yeah. <laughs> no I want to talk about it again, but really, I love that run. Because I was watching it every week, and I was annoyed that like the fans weren't really into it. I'm like, don't you get it, you idiots? Like, <laughs> I love that. He's European. <laughs> they, they were too thick. They did not get it. <laughs> uh, the Austin Foley confrontation is what I remember. And I like the fact that, I think you mentioned it earlier, and I'll dip into it here. The whole idea that Foley is a different Foley at the moment because he's unhappy with the job. He hates the job now that Austin's back. He sucked all the fun out of it. So we are going to get a less jovial sort of comedy act from Foley. And it's absolutely right that that's the case. So whilst yeah. the, whilst the, the security guards doing nothing was a strange move, I certainly remembered Foley and Austin's confrontation and Austin being suspended. Like That felt like a cool little bit of storyline stuff. Uh, what was something that you forgot? Kane versus Rock. Ah, oh, and the joy that that came that that came with. Yeah, great. Because I'm there going, all right. We know what's gonna happen there. Rock's retaining, so he can take on Angle because we know history. We're so smart. We're so smart. La 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 la. I'm like, <laughs> oh, this is good stuff here. Because Rock sells for Kane. He's not Al Snow. He's definitely not Val Venus. So it's like the crowds there going, this could happen. Like, it is the big red monster. You know. Uh, I forgot. William Regal <laughs> Britishing it up at ringside during oh, the snow and uh, X Pac match, just yeah. like over over egging the Britishness, as you know, it has brought us a lot of joy this week. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like an American writing a British character. Yeah. Good heavens! <laughs> it's a mystery. Has Austin contacted Sherlock Holmes <laughs> to find out who run him over? <laughs> good times good smackdown we'll do it again next week matthew what you got coming up in the sure? next seven well we'll certainly try oh. uh if we do you got anything <laughs> coming up in the next seven days craig David. more of the same the fabulous goldaholic podcast with myself jack and some other bugger will be happening on friday um i will be streaming on saturday yay, yay. Final fantasy. yay. that's nice and uh I'll just be existing and chilling. Keep Have a nice existing. Time. Keep Probably existing. sweating and going, oh, me bloody back. Ow, I hate everything. <laughs> what about yourself? Um, Desert Island Graps tomorrow, hosted by Jack 
on the podcast feed uh, featuring Dr. Benji, a football manager YouTuber. Uh, they're going to have a lovely chat about the joy that is FM and the wrestling that Dr. Benji loves as well. Uh, you have a bonus Desert Island Graps on Monday. Myself in conversation with future GCW Deathmatch Hall of Famer Nick Mondo. We had a lovely chat oh, about stuff. Yeah, he's, he's a, a fine gent. He reveals some stuff about a John Moxley movie that they're working on that I desperately tried to get the mm. name in for, which I don't think they're biting on. But we'll keep trying. We'll keep trying. So that's on the podcast feed over the weekend. Um, it's a bank holiday weekend in the UK, but we'll be working through it regardless. Um, I'm going to be in the pub at some point. <laughs> I think mm. that's, that's, a, that's a given. That's a given. Um, maybe I'll be a few pounds lighter when we next speak. One would hope there is a we- there is a wedding to shred for. And until we catch up next time, he is at Matthew Greg on Twitter. I am at Tom Campbell on Twitter. <laughs> we are at Cultaholic on Twitter. Don't forget to join us. <gasps> I just bloody checked on Teletext who shot Phil Mitchell. <laughs> I can't understand these bloody yanks. I pressed eight 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 and nothing happened. <laughs> who no bloody subs? Love you. Bye. Your bloody bastards. Your bloody, bloody... Bloody tossers. Bloody... Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. 